From right here in the beautiful Flathead Valley, I'm Micah Drew, and this is the Flathead Beacon Podcast, Wednesday, October 27th. Northwest Montana is full of outdoor adventurers taking on all sorts of endeavors through the mountains in all seasons. Among the myriad of stories swapped over brews or coffee, some just happen to stand out, such as those told about alpinist Jason Robertson. Over the last 25 years, Jason has been quietly pursuing the most challenging routes up all 234 of Glacier National Park's listed summits, ascending many of them solo and in the winter. Flathead Beacon managing editor Tristan Scott spent a day with Jason in the mountains last month and wrote about him and his feats for this week's cover story in the Flathead Beacon. Yesterday, I sat down with Tristan to hear about his reporting and get some more glimpses into Jason's life. If you haven't yet picked up a copy of the Flathead Beacon and read Tristan's cover story, be sure to do so soon. Before we get to my conversation with Tristan, however, just a reminder that this episode of the Flathead Beacon podcast is made possible in part by members of the Flathead Beacon Editors Club. Members support all of our journalism in all of its forms, in print, online, and here in the podcast studio, and they do so for as little as $5 per month. Members get some extra perks too, so if you want to find out more or join today, visit beaconeditorsclub.com. Now, let's get to my conversation with Flathead Beacon Managing Editor, Tristan Scott. Tristan, thanks for coming up today. Thanks, Micah. Good to be here. And before we dive into your cover, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention, again, you are now the new managing editor of The Beacon, taking over for Myers. So congratulations on that. Are you uh, looking forward to being on the other side of the newsroom for a little bit? Thank you very much for uh, for noting this at the top of the pod, Micah. I really appreciate it. And as you know, you know, I've always considered myself a bit of a player coach around the Flathead Beacon. But certainly with Myers' departure, I'm looking forward to assuming more of a managerial role and leading the Beacon into the next exciting chapter, whatever that may look like. But uh, yeah, we've got a good, strong team right now. And, uh, and certainly I'm looking forward to, to the coming months. Well, I know that people uh, do not need to worry. You will still be writing for us a lot, and they'll get more of your work to read, just like this week's cover story, Born to Climb, about alpinist Jason Robertson. He is somebody who has climbed all 234 listed summits in Glacier National Park, which is a ridiculous feat, uh, no matter how many years or decades it takes to complete. Talk to us a little bit about how you first came to know or hear about Jason and his feats. Well, I, as you know, um, I like to explore in the park and, you know, they say write about what you know, which isn't always a good thing. But in this case, you know, I was poking around the park this summer and Jason's name kept coming up. Um, and I've heard about uh, Jason for years as um, as one of the kind of one of the top local climbers. But uh, I learned that he had recently finished climbing um the last couple peaks on his list of 234 named summits in the park. And so I wanted to reach out to him and just see what else he's been up to. Um, and, and part of my thinking was that, you know, in, in the last year and a half, especially since COVID started, these kind of DIY missions in the mountains have really become, um, have really grown in popularity. The, you've probably heard the term FKT, which is an acronym for fastest known time, which people have been, uh, have been racking up 
just in droves for the last year and a half because there haven't been any races. There haven't been um, as many as many ways to kind of measure your performance in the outdoors. And so this has been getting all kinds of attention on social media. And meanwhile, you know, this guy, Jason Robertson, he's lived in East Glacier since he was 18. Uh, he's a carpenter and a cabinet maker, and yet he's been doing uh, and accomplishing some of the most challenging routes in Glacier National Park, um, really, you know, for as long as I've been around. So I wanted to see if he was open to talking about it. And sure enough, he was so long as our interviews took place, <laughs> you guessed it, in the mountains. Um, so we had occasion to go into Glacier, climb a peak, take some photos. And I just really enjoyed getting to know Jason better and telling a little bit about his story in the pages of the beacon. Talk to us a little bit about what it was like being out there on the mountains with him. What kind of demeanor did he bring to that? And also, what is it like doing interviews uh, on your feet uh, while you're also trying to scale a mountain? So we we'd met and talked at length several times before mm-hmm. we actually went and climbed in Glacier. And what we climbed Little Dog, which I'd climbed before and which Jason had climbed many times before. And to paint the picture a little bit, <laughs> you know, when... When I climb in the mountains, I always leave early. You know, I get the classic alpine start and I'm always on time. I'm extremely punctual. I don't mind so much if other people are are late, but I'm always on time. It's just um it's just a uh, it's a principle, right? Mm-hmm. And and so leading up to this meetup, this rendezvous with Jason at Marias Pass so that we could climb Little Dog, which he's climbed dozens of times. I mean, at least, you know, at least 30 times. I was, you know, really excited and I was really um, committed to being there on time, ready to go. I wanted to be efficient um, and certainly not hold him up. I wanted to make a good impression, basically. <laughs> and um, and so, of course, uh, uh, my alarm didn't go off and I, I slept in. And so I was completely embarrassed. I left not only Jason waiting at the pass, um, but also our photographer, Hunter, showed up red faced, you know, um, gulping down coffee, apologizing like crazy. And Jason was just completely relaxed. He didn't care. He was totally laid back. We started hiking and, uh, and just had, had an awesome, awesome day in the mountain, uh, moving easily, you know, no pressure. He's just a delight to be around. He truly just seems like the kind of person that is happiest when he's moving in the mountains and doesn't matter if it's, you know, a peak that he's climbed a hundred times or some something that he's doing for the first time uh he really you know scope and scale doesn't so much matter as just the experience of being in the mountains with other people so really a fun story to do and kind of a nice break from you know uh, the the breakneck pace of 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 news that we've been trying to keep up with for so many months now you managed to highlight a lot of his feats in your story, especially just covering the, the sheer number of, of mountains he's climbed, especially hitting all the ones in the park. Are there any that you were particularly taken in or any that you particularly enjoyed hearing him talk about? Yeah. So his, you know, yeah, he's many, many accomplishments, probably too many to name here. But one, you know, one of the big ones that he's done is climb all uh, six of Glacier's highest peaks, which are the mm-hmm. six summits over 10,000 feet. And he climbed them all during calendar winter. And he's telling me about, you know, taking these off in a period of like five years. Um, and at one point he climbed Mount Kintla and skied in, climbed the mountain, but it was on December 16th. So five days short of calendar winter. So just short of the solstice. So 
rather than count it, he went back and climbed it again <laughs> during winter proper. And it's things like that, you know, I mean, Glacier has this remarkable sort of unpublished history and this unpublished ethos of exploration and climbing in the park where it's really a word of mouth, um, it's really a word of mouth sort of communique of beta through the years. And Jason really embraces that. And it's impressive because it means that you're doing something for yourself rather than for the accolades that you might get or for the legacy that you might leave behind. You're li really living for the moment and and seizing the day as it were. So uh, that impressed me. You know, some of the some of the things that he's done in a day, including climbing 16 peaks and linking up 16 peaks between Snow Slip and uh, and Scenic Point and Two Medicine is really impressive. That's something he did in about 22 hours. He climbed St. Nick and Mountain Duty in a day, uh, which is remarkable if you know anything about those mountains and where they're situated in the Nyack wilderness, the vast Nyack wilderness, it is just mind boggling that he's able to do that. And he's done it all with aplomb and just is happy, um, happy to get up at 2 a.m. and charge hard. And uh, the other thing that was impre that impressed me is that at the uh, bakery in East Glacier, they've named a pizza after him called the, <laughs> the Peak Bagger. So if you're in East Glacier and you're hungry, be sure and order the Peak Bagger. I can't remember what toppings are on there, but it's named after J-Rob. Well, Tristan, you did a great job telling a story. Absolutely uh, exciting character to read about. So we appreciate uh, all your work on that. And we're looking forward to your leadership here in the newsroom. So thanks for coming on the pod. Always good to be here, Micah. You can read all about Jason Robertson and his adventures in this week's issue of the Flathead Beacon, which is on stands today around the Flathead Valley. And don't be worried, Tristan Scott, while he is now the managing editor of The Beacon, will continue to report and bring the latest stories and news to you online and in print for The Beacon. Now, here are the biggest stories from the last seven days, as of 10pm, Tuesday, October 26th. Up in Whitefish, public testimony stretched for more than five hours on October 22nd as the Whitefish Planning Board considered the merits of the Mountain Gateway Project at the bottom of Big Mountain Road, where developers are laying plans for a mix of residential and commercial uses that have generated an outpouring of opposition. The opposition has prompted the formation of a new nonprofit whose core mission is to scuttle the plans. Proposed by RM Mountain Gateway, the project consists of 318 residential units at the base of Big Mountain Road and its intersection with East Lakeshore Drive. The multi-unit community would provide long-term rentals, but for many residents, population density and vehicle congestion are concerns of equal or greater importance. Although members of the public reached a consensus over the critical need for more affordable housing, the overwhelming sticking point for opponents centered on the development's location at the intersection of Big Mountain Road and East Lakeshore Drive. The hearing was paused due to time constraints and will be continued on November 18th. As visitation to Flathead Lake's five state-managed islands continues to increase, so do the negative consequences on wildlife habitat, including an uptick in instances involving human waste, garbage, vandalism, and unattended campfires. To that end, Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks has released a draft environmental statement on a suite of proposed rule changes which the agency crafted to conserve wildlife habitat and improve the visitor experiences on four of its Flathead Lake Island properties, including Bird, Goose, Douglas, and Cedar Islands. The plans will add some minimal trail systems, composting toilets, and designated campsites to several of the islands. Public comment is requested by the department and can be submitted through November 22nd. 
Also in Whitefish, a group of disgruntled parents upset over the Whitefish School District Board of Trustees' decision to require masks for all students, staff, and visitors in grades kindergarten through sixth is gathering signatures for a petition to recall all seven trustees. The circulating petition, which has until December 29th to collect more than 2,000 signatures in order to advance, claims that the trustees violated the right of participation section of the Montana Constitution. However, Lance Melton, head of the Montana School Boards Association, says the petition has no basis in law. Melton says that in his 25 years with the School Board Association, he's never seen any recall petition get to the point where it was placed on a ballot and presented to voters. The nonprofit, nonpartisan website Ballotpedia, which tracks elections across the nation, has followed all school board recall efforts nationwide in 2021, most of which stemmed from COVID-19 responses. Out of 82 recall efforts targeting 212 school officials, only eight have made it onto a ballot. Across all levels of government, there have been 107 recall efforts related to the government responses to the pandemic since 2020, and only one official has been removed from office, a school board trustee in Idaho who voted in a majority during a 3-to-1 decision to require masks in classrooms last year. In the sports world, the state cross-country meet took place down in Missoula last Saturday, and two local teams came home with hardware. The Columbia Falls girls won the Class A race, which secured the program's first title in history. Wildcats runner Hannah Semp led the team's performance by winning the individual title. In the Class B races, the Big Fork boys also won the team championship, their first since 1975. The Vikings were led by sophomore Jack Jensen's third-place finish. In the rest of the races, Flathead's Lily Rumsey Ish finished fourth in the Class AA race, and in the boys' AA race, Glacier's Sam Ells, who was aiming for an individual title, had some physiological issues on the course and was unable to finish. Coming up this weekend are finals for the state soccer championships, and in the Class A game, Whitefish is looking to defend its three straight state titles. If they win a fourth, it will be the most consecutive titles by any school in state history. The game is a rematch of last year, as the Bulldogs will be facing off against Cross Valley rival Columbia Falls. The game takes place 11 o'clock up in Whitefish at Smith Fields. The A soccer final is also on Saturday, and the Glacier Wolf Pack, after winning their semifinal against Bozeman yesterday, will be in the final for the second time in program history, facing off against two-time defending champion Hellgate. That's all for this week. If you have not picked up the fall issue of Flathead Living Magazine, I'll tell you once more, you definitely need to grab an issue off stands now. And later this week, I will be releasing the bonus episode of the Flathead Beacon podcast, which will feature a conversation with former managing editor Myers Reese about his 14 years with the Flathead Beacon. This episode of the Flathead Beacon podcast was hosted, edited, mixed, and produced by me, Micah Drew. Thanks for listening. I'll be back next week.